Welcome to the Staff Lounge Podcast. Uh, Marcy and I are here today, and we're going to be talking about homework, Ew, which my is a favorite, which topic. is a hot topic in education, especially for um, middle and high school and upper elementary. Mm. Um, but we're going to start today with something I found on We Are Teachers just this morning on Facebook. Yay! It made me think, and I am not sure of my answers. Ew. So this is going a big thinker today, Marcy. Okay. So it says teachers. The genie will now grant you three wishes for the 21-22 school year. What are they? Three wishes. Okay, so my first one is... um, uh, I know it's hard, isn't it? I was trying to think. because, you know, you're going to be judged based on what you say. Uh, Here's my thing. I really want to make sure that I make time for self-care. Last year was rough. I just need to remember me time. So, Jeannie... Please make a place for me time. And you know what? Mine is very similar, and I am going to sound like a bad person, I think. But You want I, time for eating cake? No, I <laughs> don't want my classroom to be my life this year. Yep. Um, the last few years, I mean, heck, most of my career, I have really just made school my life during the school year. And I just feel it is really um, weighed down on me. And this summer... I had a lot of JC time, and it was freaking awesome. Okay, so Jeannie, we would like balance in our life. Yeah, I need some balance. Like, I love teaching. I love all of that, but it can't be everything. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so we okay. want balance. 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 Um, Jeannie, the second thing I want is really good parent volunteers. <sighs> but you, like, have to have parents, right? Well, Tell yes. us about that. So we have... Oh, gosh, I can't think of what it's called, but it's like share time, and it's required in private school. Um, families are required to put in 40 hours a year for share time. Um, it could be coming in and volunteering to read books each week. It could be in anything. Maybe I have some journals that you know need the pages torn out and stapled together i can send the journals home and they log their time it is going to be awesome it's going to be requiring some creativity because with covid cases spiking back up i don't know how you put uh people in spaces when we really can't do that but it's going to be awesome nice and each class has a class mom Ooh. Who, like, does official class mom thing. Cool. Do you know when the last time was I had a class mom? I've never had a class mom. It's so. probably been 22 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think for my second wish, Jeannie, I would really like to have and be able to keep a strong team in my classroom. Um, oh, yeah. When you teach in a classroom like mine, like, your adult team is really important and you put as much time into them sometimes as you do to your students into working together as a team and doing what's best for kids and i'd like to be able to keep that team throughout the year it's really hard when people are moved so i'd really genie love to keep my team and keep that strong yeah you know adult presence going in my classroom absolutely genie my third wish is more of a hope i hope that my fourth graders recognize how much of a gift they are to me as I am to them. I love, love, love 
teaching, obviously. Um, but I keep a big bow in my car for our friendship because that was on your present. Right. But I have one in my classroom and it's kind of a, it's a visual reminder. Like every day together is a gift for us. And I, one of the things I cherish the most is creating a school family. And I just hope that with the craze of whatever people did last year, me not knowing because I'm in a different building, I'm hoping that we can create that family feeling very quickly. That's a good one. Yeah. I think for my last wish, if I only get three and I can't wish for more wishes. Or money. Right. I just, this is really selfish. I really just would like a smooth year. Mm. I wish to have a year that'll make me want to keep teaching. Um, Right now, and I've talked about it before, like, I'm kind of thinking this is my last year based on how things have gone the last few years. But I really wish to have, like, a nice, smooth year that makes me feel like, oh, I can keep doing this. Yeah. I hope that I I really wish for that. Um, And that covers a lot of bases. Like, that means I'm wishing for, like, good behaviors and good parents and just good relationships. Yeah. I just want some goodness. (laughs) Right. We all want a little bit of goodness. Bring on the goodness, Jeannie, please. One or the other. So let's get to our topic today. Uh, We're talking about uh, should students have homework? Yes. And this is an article from, gosh, I have to, do you remember where it's from? Hey teach. hey, teach online. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say, I'm just going to do a little overview. Sure. We please give us an overview. We will read the article for you guys because you can get on and look at this. But um, according to a Duke professor, uh, it's important for students to have homework. His analysis of homework shows that there's a correlation between completing it and academic success. In the older grades. Yep. And he's recommending that 10-minute rule that we've talked about, yep. not on the podcast, but it's talked about a lot at schools. Yeah. So 10 minutes for first grade, 20 minutes for second, yeah. 30 minutes. That's what my fourth graders are going to do this, yep. this year. Um, by 12th grade, he is suggesting 120 minutes. And I just want to say that the discussion within the article refers to... Kids who struggle in school will struggle with homework. And when they leave school, the belief is that that school anxiety, that academic struggle should be left at school so they can be kids or be young adults and just move on with their day. The difficulty, professionally, in my opinion, is that it's hard to make up lost ground academically if you're only spending the same amount of time as your at grade level neighbor. Um, If I have hip surgery and I am unable to walk for a while, I go through my normal day, but I also have to spend time at physical therapy, strengthening those muscles that were weakened by me not taking advantage or me having a deficit of mobility for a while. Right. Homework can be that physical therapy for those kids. Well, and I think that this next part talks about that. So, like, a lot of, some researchers are saying the question isn't whether kids should have homework. It's more about what kind they should have and how much. Like, that homework needs to meet the needs of the students. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, so things that are adapted to a student's level of understanding, um, things like that. And I think that kind of goes along with your hip surgery idea. Like, yeah. you know, if your homework was to go home and run and you just had hip surgery, it's not going to work for you. Right. You know. Well, the other thing is I had a conversation today with a new colleague from my new building and um, I'm fourth grade. He's sixth grade. And I was asking him, like, what do you believe for homework? Is it a, is it a building philosophy uh, because one person has already told me that the parents really want homework. Mm-hmm. So I've spent a lot of my time thinking about what am I going to have them do that is going to not just be busy work because then it becomes a waste. Um, but I shared with him that our public school went under the philosophy recently of if it goes home, you're not grading it. It can be an effort grade or a participation grade, but it is not an academic grade because I go home and my mom's going to sit down with me and help me make sure that I get all my answers right. And you go home and your mom is still at work and you're going to crank out your work, but you don't have anybody to go over it with you. How are we having fair support? We can't see that. So he and I had kind of a 20-minute, probably, conversation about what really should be homework if you're needing to or families are wanting homework. And it's it's a great conversation piece, but there needs to be some normal conversation about it and expectation, maybe building wide, because I could see a fourth grade parent being like, wow, we love the reading journal entries. We love the, you know, spelling practice. Why doesn't third grade do anything? You know, right. Or then they go to fifth grade and it's like, wow, we are super excited to read the next set of books. And it's like, well, we don't even have to do reading at home. So they're they're while we look at curriculum being continuous from one grade level to the next, kind of that building on the minutes and what are they doing? should be the last part of the article kind of goes in it talks about homework bans at some elementary schools yeah but they're not totally banning homework they're doing like a school-wide like reading homework like you're reading at home and you're doing minutes and i mean i can see how something like that would be important as a building well and it builds that uh community as a building but Reading is something that you don't want to look at as like, oh, it's a subject and I hate it. I'm not going to do it. You're you're going to need to read, you know, as a 16-year-old or 14 to 16, and you're learning how to drive. You've got to read the driver's manual. You know, there's there was some discussion years back about reading being a health-related topic. Like, it's an emergency because you can't read, you know, we go to Mexico in the summer. Yeah. You can't read your immigration form. You don't know what you're filling out or signing. Like, there's a lot of very critical stuff right. that, that reading No, it really to. should be like the required, like, so many minutes of movement a day, you know, that right. the, the state says there should be a required reading, yeah. too. Um, I'll, so I'll tell you what I think about homework, because I Do know it. that you're pro-homework. Um, looking back at my career... Like I've talked before, my first six years were um, intermediate grades, gen ed, but at a very, very Title I school. Right. Um, I had one of my years, I had 
like out of 33 kids, eight were homeless. Yeah. You know, like a big number. And um, most were in poverty. Mm -hmm. And there were still the parents that wanted homework. And the general idea at that time was send home homework. And I just always felt like it was such a waste on my part. Because mm -hmm. the kids were at all different levels. So yeah. if I really was going to give effective homework, it was a lot of work. Yeah. I didn't have any parent helpers. Yeah, to level everything. To level everything. Because I had kids at a first grade level in my sixth grade room. And then I had a couple kids that were reading high school things. Yeah. Like, right. You know, and then um, even if when I was able to do that, maybe a sixth of it came back. Right. And it was just, it felt to me like such a waste yeah like the paper was a waste the time it took was a waste i was a new teacher it took yeah. a lot of time yeah. um i i ended up really liking the like let's do reading as homework mm -hmm. and then like the spelling list like i didn't do much more than that sure. and, and then, then i moved to special education, education. And, and then um as, as a resource teacher, teacher like if, if I didn't send home homework, their classroom teacher was going to give them the grade, grade level stuff. Right. So, so it kind of forced me to send home yeah. homework, and, and it still never came back. back. And, and then, then now in my um, special education classroom, I did send homework last year. I, I did the year before, but I now see it as this is a responsibility grade. Yes. Oftentimes it is stuff that they can all do. So it's going to be too easy for some of them. Yeah. But, but it goes home, and, and I want it to come, come back, back, and right. it's responsibility. It's like going to the library and checking out a book. Yeah. Can you return it Exactly. Can you keep track of it? And the kids who are on level go to an on-level class, and they have their own homework. So now I've kind of resorted to, like, my classroom homework is going to either be a reading log, or it's going to be, like, your spelling words, but it is just responsibility. I do not grade it, because still, only, like, a third of it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just think looking at it overall, for me, it's always been like, it's such a waste of paper and a waste of time. See, you know? and I know you started that conversation by saying, I know you think, you know, you're a big homework proponent. My big thing about homework is the responsibility part of it. Um, the article says, yes, you can give some story problems, but you don't need to assign 50 of them. Right. Maybe it's six of them. It's the yeah. article says 10. 10 will do. Ten is still a lot. Yeah, I would assign ten and say choose five. Well, and I and I have done in earlier years a lot of brain research. If you do a math problem incorrectly once, it takes ten problems of you doing it the correct way to rewire your brain into doing it correctly. So I do a lot of I do, we do, you do in class, but if I see you doing it wrong, I will go over it with you and I will give you the practice you need to fix that wiring. And and the kids know this. We've had lots of conversation about it. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like homework is a... Sometimes when we think back to our previous podcast about families and the struggles, that mm -hmm. the challenges that public schools have... Sometimes going home is a struggle for these kids. They don't know where they're, who's picking them up. They don't know if they're going to have anybody. And sometimes I feel like it's nice for some of our kiddos whose extra lives are a little bit more chaotic to be able to pull up the chair and prop themselves with the pillow and just read. And they can kind of get lost for a little bit. And um, 
But that goes back to really knowing your kids, really knowing your family. Yeah. And I was thinking about that as well of this year, maybe doing a survey about, do you want homework for your child? Like, what is your night routine like? What would be better? Because really, there's nothing worse than taking all the time to do, to prep all of that, to find out that it's stressing the family out. Right. You know, like when I've I've had a family be like that, like, we just can't keep up on the homework. And it's like, it's okay. Well, and (laughs) lots of our kids and families have extracurricular things. Yeah. You know, some families have different church things beyond the school day. Or there's therapies. Some have physical therapies or, or... Speech therapies, occupational therapy, there's lots. Well, and there's sports. Oh, yeah. Lots of kids are doing group activities. And so, you know, I usually having quite a few resource or special ed kids in my gen ed Mm -hmm. class, I know that one of the accommodations is extended due date. So just as kind of a side note for everyone, an extended due date is if everybody gets five days to do it, that child maybe gets seven days to do it. Maybe longer, depending mm-hmm. on the student. And but, depending on what's written in the IEP. But the difficulty is, if I hand something out to my class and all week you hear, oh, guys, it's due on Friday, it's due on Friday, it comes to Thursday night and Friday and you're stressed because you know it's due, even though you have an extended due date. Now, Monday you show up Yours is really due Wednesday, but I'm handing out the next week's thing. And now you're hearing it's due Friday. That's a lot for a kid to process. So my extended due date is prior to. You get it early. When it comes to Friday and everything's due, I'm handing you with the IEP or the accommodation your packet that everyone else is going to get Monday. So every day you hear it's due date, and that is the due date for everyone. You've had yours for the weekend. And I've realized that if you are a busy, busy kid, or you're having, you know, you have a single parent family, and you have to go with your sibling to their scouts and their soccer and their whatever, you aren't on a team, but you aren't able to sit at home either. So I've started giving everyone the information on Friday. It's due the next Friday. If you want to use the weekend to get ahead because Wednesday and Thursday, you know you're busy, you can do that. And time management is something that lots of adults don't have. For sure. And it's important for kids to learn that kind of skill. I mean, it is it is legitimately a life well, skill. And it's important for families to learn when the kids are younger as well. Because, yeah. I mean, most of our discussion right now is about elementary school. Yeah. But I'm sorry, but in middle and high school, you're going to have homework. It is not even always called homework. It is that classwork that did yeah. not get done. Right. And then when you go on to college, like you have face-to-face time. And then for every what hour, every credit hour, you should expect... 15. 15 hours on top of that outside of the classroom. Like, that is the requirement. How do you plan for that? You yeah. don't if you're not prepared. So, you're I mean, preparing. starting in elementary school, I can, like, getting the families on track, getting the kids on track, but for the time management. Yeah. I don't agree with the teachers that are fourth grade teachers and are grading the homework and it's going into the main grades. Like, I just don't feel that yeah. that is appropriate when it comes to homework. I agree, 100%. Uh, um, I agree, and and it goes back to the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. You're going home to grandma. Grandma's, you know, 
post-stroke condition. She's the one who's there. You're having to make meals for her. Why are you worried about finishing your math? Exactly. That was assigned not as a continuation, but just as homework. Um, so, but but that goes back to communication with home is critical, both in the direction f- coming from the teacher to the parent, but in coming from the family to the, the teacher yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely important for us to reach out and find out what every family feels they can do, right. what, their, what their evenings look like, what all of that looks like, just yeah. to... Yeah. And it really isn't a it really isn't an infringement on privacy. It's called supporting the child. Yeah. You know, our jobs are here to help a child's growth be at least a year, right? Yeah. If your child is a year behind in math, then our goal is to bring them up 2 years. They need this year's growth, but they still have to make ground. And we can't do that if we can't have open communication about, like, does he have a designated workspace that is his, you know, homework spot? Or is he sitting there watching TV while you think he's doing homework, you know? Yeah, there's lots of factors. Yeah. So communication. I think that's the moral of my story. Yeah, that you need to have communication with between the family and school. Exactly. We've got more articles to talk about next time. I've loved talking about articles. Yeah, I we need to find some more. So if anyone out there has read something really good lately and you're like, oh, I'd love to hear their take on that. Yeah. You know, send us a link. I Absolutely. I just found a few the other night just by doing some Googling, you yeah. know, and so, yeah. Yeah. Even I've got some book titles I want us to talk good. about. The one soon. that you mentioned in our last episode, I haven't read the boy one. Oh, so, Minds of Boys. Minds of Boys. Yeah. I wrote it down. It's terrific. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. All right, bye.